welcome to Non-Native, the podcast that shares conversations between immigrants, expats and interlopers. My name is Sarah and in November 2014, I up sticks from Bristol in the United Kingdom to move to the west coast of the United States. Moving meant leaving behind friends, family and the country I'd lived in my whole life for the promise of new experiences, meeting new people and adapting to a new culture. In Non-Native, I speak with women who have moved around the world in pursuit of love, work, happiness or adventure. Hello and welcome back to Non-Native, the podcast that shares conversations with female immigrants, expats and interlopers. I'm so excited to share episode two of the season with you, featuring an interview with Lily, a corporate lawyer who swapped London for Dubai in 2017. Lily and I chatted at the end of April, or possibly the beginning of May, time remains a very tenuous construct at the moment, about her decision to move solo to Dubai on the cusp of her 30s. One of Lily's key coping mechanisms during those early months was exercise, particularly yoga, and her passion soon became her vocation, leading her to leave her law practice and retrain as a yoga teacher. In this episode, we chat about that transition, common misconceptions about Dubai's flora and fauna, and the empowering feeling of moving abroad and saying yes to new opportunities. Thank you so much for the love on the first episode of season three. I really hope you enjoy this episode. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review wherever you find your podcasts. Hello, Lily. Hi, Sarah. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks so much for inviting me onto your podcast. I'm really looking forward to speaking with you. Awesome. So it's currently, what is it, 8.30 in Dubai in the evening? 7.30? It is 7.45. Yeah, so we're the, the time difference between um, West Coast US and here is probably one of the hardest to... Um, to navigate just because it's, I think, sort of halfway around the world. So it's sort of your early morning and my sort of evening. Yeah, I'm just I'm just getting started for the day. So if I sound sleepy, that's <laughs> that's why. But I'm thrilled you could join me, and I'm really excited to to hear more about your story and your your journey to Dubai and your life there now. And I was just wondering if you could start by telling me how you ended up in Dubai. Yeah, sure. So um, I moved here in early 2017, so just over three years ago now. Um, Dubai was actually somewhere that I'd visited many times before, so I started coming here in 2007 um, due to the fact that um, my father's Iranian and we used to meet his family here in Dubai because it was much easier for them to come to Dubai than for them to come to the UK. So I started visiting here when I was maybe 20, 21. Um, and it was somewhere that was familiar to me. And then when I started thinking at sort of the middle of 2016, I started thinking, oh, do I really want to stay in London? Do I want to stay at the current um, job that I was doing? So I was working as a corporate lawyer uh, for a firm in the city of London. And I wasn't loving it, but I wasn't sort of hating it. I think I was quite quite ambivalent. So I thought that this was my chance to sort of reinvigorate my career and a good way to do that would be to move to another country and do the same job but but somewhere else and to have that experience of, of living abroad. I'd never lived abroad before, um, you know, not as a student or in any capacity. So I thought, 
Okay. And, you know, my personal life, I was 29. I was single. I'd never had sort of a serious relationship. And I just kind of felt like if I don't do this now, I'm not going to do it in five years time. I'm not going to do it when I'm 35. So if I'm going to do this move, like now is the time to do it. And so, yeah, I started um, looking for jobs in Dubai in sort of the end of 2016 and it all happened quite quickly. And then February 2017, I was on my one-way flight um, out here. And that's sort of the beginning of the story. That's incredible. And for anybody that follows you on Instagram or your or your blog, they'll know that law is not what you're, you're currently practicing. So what are you up to now? No, so um, I had quite a big... Um, quite a big unintended uh, pivot where now I'm a yoga teacher so I'm full-time teaching yoga. Um, Before all of the current situation unfolded I was teaching in a gym um, six days a week like 20 around 20 classes a week so still pretty busy pretty um full-on um I think as a lawyer people are always talking about oh the hours are you know are so long and and they are but as a yoga teacher there's kind of a different challenge in that you're teaching classes in the morning before everyone else goes to work and then you're also teaching in the evening when everyone else is is home from work so it's still pretty full on but it's obviously very different when you're doing something that you you know that you really love and that you're you feel like you're really adding a lot of um a little bit of joy and kind of value to someone else's day um whereas as a lawyer I always felt like I was very much just in front of a screen at my keyboard like tapping away on sort of things that maybe didn't really interest me (laughs) that much um so yeah like a very big change um since I moved here you often hear about people dropping out of the rat race to move to Bali and become a yoga teacher or open a open a studio. I'm just curious, what was it for you that was the the trigger for kind of trying to make that shift? Was it living in Dubai? Was it, you know, being tired of work or, or were you just ready to try something new? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I think it was um, kind of a mix of all of them. So when I started my lawyer role in Dubai, it, it quite quickly transpired that it maybe wasn't the sort of the role or the firm that I ha- had expected it to be. Um, my first year in Dubai was actually quite hard. Like I really struggled to make friends. I didn't kind of have that I didn't find that sort of expat community of like, oh, these are, you know, all these people that are just kind of waiting for you to kind of arrive and they're waiting to be your friend. Like I didn't, didn't find that at all. So um, my first year in Dubai pretty much involved watching every episode of Mad Men um, in a six month period, um, which was pretty full on. But then also I started going to fitness classes and I started doing yoga um, at home. So I was doing yoga every morning before work um, on YouTube or doing online classes because I could do them in my own time. Like I didn't have to go to a class. I didn't have to commit because my job as a lawyer was you know working any hours like ever changing sort of work days there was no um consistency so I started practicing every morning at home and I was doing a lot of yoga I was going every weekend like some weekends I was doing two yoga classes in a row so I would just book in for two um because yeah I found it very hard to meet people so I didn't 
really have um, that much of a social life and just going to these yoga classes was sort of my one thing that I really looked forward to and sort of all day I'd be thinking okay you know this is all a bit of a nightmare and it's all going a little bit wrong and I'm not you know enjoying my job and I'm not having that kind of expat experience that I thought that I would have but it'd be like okay I've got this class at 7pm and that's going to be sort of the, the highlight of my day and then it was kind of just a progression from doing more and more yoga and feeling like okay just going to classes maybe isn't enough like maybe I want to do a bit more of this um and then yeah sort of one thing led to another I started sort of researching um teacher trainings and thinking okay should I do it at the weekend and try to carry on doing my law job and doing it at the weekend I thought you know what that's just not it's just not gonna work it it has to be kind of all in or just sort of forget about this and keep plugging away at the sort of corporate um the corporate life and you know keep trying to make the corporate job work and sort of park this sort of yoga dream um so at the end I think it came down to the fact that I thought no this this is something I want to do and if I want to do it then I have to do it in a in a serious way and I have to you know make myself take it seriously by putting aside the sort of corporate career and deciding like, no, this is this is what I'm going to do. You mentioned just then uh, the expat life that you'd kind of imagined for yourself moving to Dubai. What had you envisaged for your for your time there? Oh my goodness. So I think because um, when I left London, I was 29, I was still single. I was starting to get to a point where a lot of my friends were settling down. They were in long-term relationships, they were getting married, and I didn't really see that for myself sort of in my immediate future. So I think I very much wanted that mid-20s kind of lifestyle where you're sort of going out to bars and like drinking and having fun and like getting up to sort of all those things. And I thought, oh yeah, when I go to Dubai, it will be this sort of um, really social kind of expat community. There'll be loads of people to hang out with. I you know, we'll be spending my time doing all these sort of fun things. And I got here and that just really wasn't the reality. And I think, you know, going to sort of bars and restaurants is is something you have to do once you have friends, like you don't make friends um, doing those things. And I think um, maybe I was a little bit naive that I assumed that making friends would be very easy and it would be a case of oh I'm from you know country x you're from country x we're both together in country y and this is how we become friends and I think I quite quickly realized that that isn't enough it's not enough just to be like okay we're we're both from the same country and we're both living in the same country I don't know if you found the same um I don't know how many Brits you you come across in in the US, but I think I always assumed that that would be the case, and it it I very quickly realised that yeah, that's just not enough of a basis to form a friendship with someone. Absolutely, yeah, we're we're lucky enough to have a, a varied mix. We have American friends, and we have British friends. We made some close friends who it turns out live in our neighborhood and we didn't even know who are from from the UK and I think there are absolutely like cultural touchstones that that can bind you like TV shows from your youth or I don't know how the country you're in how they pronounce or describe something compared to you know 
and just bonding over that culture shock but it absolutely can't be the only thing that you have in common yeah i I completely agree i think um it's interesting how i think you think that okay in dubai sort of all of the brits will stick together and all of the people from each country will will socialize together but now i look at my friendship group and it's predominantly not made of british people i do have a couple of british friends but most of my friends are, are from all over the world and um i think that was a big lesson to me in just assuming that making that making friends would be would be easy and that just sort of being being here would sort of be enough for people to be like oh hey like come and socialize with me or like come and meet my friends and let's all go out drinking and let's go to this you know thing that's happening and and yeah i very quickly realized that like oh if i want to make friends here it's it's actually you know it's actually going to be quite hard and i think that's sometimes just the the reality and yeah maybe i was just a little bit naive in my kind of idea of what i assumed kind of um what i assumed expat life would would be right yeah i definitely i definitely think it's something that for me it had to happen organically i couldn't i couldn't go to kind of meetups for Brits and things like that you know I it had to just happen and and thankfully it it did but it does take a a long time and it's certainly something I missed um while I was kind of setting up my my life here um in terms of for you leaving London uh starting a new you know single on your own what did you miss when you first moved Oh my goodness. So um, definitely having um, family close by. So um, I grew up in Hertfordshire, just outside of London. I was living in central London, but you know, if something went wrong in my flat, I could you know, just call my dad and say, oh my goodness, this has happened. And he'd say, okay, I can be there in an hour. I'm an only child, if that's not um, obvious from that comment. <laughs> and just sort of knowing that there's always someone around, like, you know, I had a lot of friends in London because I went to university in London and I was working there. So I always felt like, okay, there's always someone I can call. There's always someone I can speak to if I want to, you know, chat to someone. There's someone who is going to be there. There's someone who, if I want to go to a gallery or go to the theatre, there's someone I can do that with. And I think not having that and just feeling like you are really sort of alone somewhere is is really quite a bizarre um, feeling. Like in terms of sort of other things I miss, um, not really anything so much in terms of food or products because Dubai is, I think, a lot more international than people um, think. So we have, you know, we have Waitrose here, we have Pret, um, <laughs> we have a lot of those things that um, you know we're very used to having in the UK. When a lot of my friends come and visit me now, they always say, "Oh, is there something we can bring for you?" And I'm I'm always sort of like, well, "Not really," because we 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 kind of have um, everything. Um, but I think also when I lived in London, I had a very clear idea of how things work, and if I needed something or if I needed to do something, I I sort of knew the process. And when I first arrived in Dubai I just had no idea like the you know the process here for something relatively simple say renting your apartment when you first arrive um the process is just so different like there's so many different sort of hoops to jump through so many different things that you have to do um the most shocking of which is that 
I'm not sure if this is the case now, but um, when I first moved here, a lot of landlords expected you to pay your full rent in advance for the whole year. There was no sort of, no, you couldn't do what you do in the UK of having um, like a bank transfer every month set up. It was like, no, 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 you need to pay for the whole year by cheque. And I'd never even written a cheque before. So I remember having to write this cheque and then show someone and say, it, is is this right? Like, is this how I write a cheque? Um, and I just felt like such an idiot because I thought, oh my goodness, I'm you know nearly thirty and I don't even know how to write. I don't even know how to write a cheque. Um, and there are certain things here that are just um, that are just very different and that you maybe don't even think about before you you move here. So I think that was something I missed. Just feeling like I knew how how things worked and how things are, are done. I can completely relate. Yeah, I think often um, you think about larger cultural elements that are going to be different and you and you don't think about just going to the supermarket or renting an apartment or getting a driver's license. You know, these fairly simple things in your home country that can just be so incredibly um, different. Were there any culture shocks or any misconceptions you had about Dubai that were confounded when you arrived? I don't think I had any culture shocks particularly, partly because I'd been here maybe seven or eight times before I moved here, um, partly because um, my father is Iranian, so I'd always been very aware of um, Islamic culture and Middle Eastern culture. Um, so the fact that there are certain uh, government buildings that if you are a woman and you need to go to, you have to wear trousers and long sleeves and be relatively covered. Um, that didn't really phase me. I think actually I, I found that things were more liberal here than I was maybe expecting. So um, certain things which I thought would be a culture shock or would be difficult as a woman on her own were, were actually not a, an issue. Um, so no, I don't, I don't think there was anything, for me, I don't think there was anything unexpected about the culture, but I think that's probably because of my own um, upbringing and my own um, experiences. And I already felt like I had quite a good um, understanding of, of Middle Eastern culture just due to my own family situation. Got it. So what do you love about living in Dubai? So a few things. Um, I think the first that I have to mention, it's a little bit um, soppy, is that I met my boyfriend here. So after I'd been here for about six months, um, I met him. And so that um, obviously really changed the course of my, my time here. I think if I hadn't have met him, I don't know if I would still be out here in Dubai. I don't know if I would have um, pursued the path I ended up taking. Um, I probably would have stuck it out for a year and then maybe just got back to the UK and said, you know what, this, this didn't work. Like the job wasn't wasn't right. It wasn't the experience I thought. So um, I think that um, has to be on the list. Um, I think the other thing that I love about Dubai is the weather in the wintertime. The weather here is just so beautiful. It's like perfect sunny blue skies um when I lived in London I really struggled quite a lot in the winter like I often felt sort of just very down like very low um just that lack of sunlight um I'm also someone who I just really despise wearing a coat um, so 
my ideal outfit is one that has as few layers as possible. And I really love that here you can have the same wardrobe all year round, which is, is just really nice. You never have to think, oh, do I need layers or like, do I need to wear tights? That's another thing I love. I haven't worn tights for over three years, which is, um, which is great. Living the dream. Yeah, they were always like the bane of my existence in London. They'd get all like tangled or you'd like rip a hole in one. And so just, just the weather, the climate. Um, I mean, on the downside, the summers are incredibly hot. So we're in a sort of a, a bit of a reverse um, situation where July and August is very much you stay in, you don't go outside. Um, but then December, January, February, the, the months that are often the sort of coldest and the darkest in the UK here, those months, the weather is just um, amazing. And another thing I love about living in Dubai is that I drive out here, which before I moved out here, I hadn't driven a car for over 10 years. Um, so I did my driving test when I was 17. I think I drove for a year when I was still at school, which now just seems absolutely ridiculous that I was allowed to drive when I was um when I was still at school um, but because I went to university in central London and then I lived in central London I had never driven and I resisted it for a long time here I thought oh no it looks scary and it's the other side it's, it's the same way round as in the US um and I thought, no, 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 I, I, you know, I don't need to drive. I don't need to do that. I can just get taxis or I can get public transport. And then as soon as I did start driving here, it just really changed my whole experience of Dubai. And it made me just enjoy living here just so much more. And now I, I really see that as like a really, um, one of the really defining moments of when I really started to just feel like I really belonged here and that I genuinely really lived here because it's just um it's so nice just being able to get in the car and drive to wherever you want to go and I think if I were ever to move back to London I would really miss that um that freedom it sounds so bizarre when you sort of say it but um I think I would really miss that freedom of just being able to to have that way of just getting around and it just makes life very um very easy that's so interesting you say that because I haven't I haven't pursued getting my my driver's license over over here. I think it there is just a, a barrier of it all being so different. So it's it's really encouraging to hear that it opened up Dubai for you. Do you get out of the city much? Um, yes, we do. So um, the nice thing about Dubai is that if you think of Dubai on a map, it's kind of a long, thin strip. By the coast and as soon as you start to go inland in about 15-20 minutes you're just in the middle of the desert. People think of Dubai as this very built-up city where there's no natural life, there's no wildlife, there's no greenery, it's just this sort of sprawl of um, skyscrapers and tower blocks but actually as soon as you get out of the city you're just in the desert and it's absolutely incredible. Um, so yes we do we go horse riding um, in the desert quite often, which is absolutely amazing. And it's, yeah, 20, 30 minute drive from where we live and you're just in the middle of nowhere and you take the horses out, you ride them into the desert and then you turn around just as the sun is setting and ride them back to their stables. Um, they're always a little bit faster on the ride back home. Um, and you get to see the sun um, going down in the desert, which is amazing. And we've also done some exploring of the other Emirates. So for those who 
maybe don't know, Dubai is one of seven emirates that make up the UAE, um, the United Arab Emirates, and all of the emirates are quite different. So not all of them are like Dubai, like some of them are much less built up, much less populated. They still have a lot of nature, a lot of desert land. So you can see like wild camels. It's um, as soon as you leave, it's amazing. As soon as you leave kind of the, the area of the city, it's very different um so i think that's probably another misconception about dubai that there's you know there's no wildlife it's all just a sort of built up city because yes the sort of center of town is like that but you don't have to go far for the sort of scenery and the the landscape to really change that sounds wonderful i hadn't ever considered the geography of it and i'm probably one of those people who pictures it to be very um built up and intense and industrial and shiny um but it's lovely to hear that you know you're only a short drive away from such wonderful incredible landscapes yeah we're, we're really lucky i think there is that kind of sort of bright shiny um side of it you know if that's what you want there's sort of all the five-star hotels and the beaches and the restaurants and bars and and all of that is there but there is also um there is also a lot more than that to Dubai I think a lot of people see Dubai as this sort of party um city and they're really surprised when you know we talk about going kayaking or going horse riding they're like you do that in Dubai and it's like yeah it's um like because the weather is so good in the winter it's really the perfect place for those sort of outdoor um those sort of outdoor activities because you've got that guaranteed year-round weather so you can make plans and 99% of the time you know that it's not going to rain that is absolutely a a perk of um san francisco it it does it does rain on occasion but one of my favorite things is the weather forecast does what it says it's going to do so if it's going to rain, it's going to rain, but you can also go, you know, long periods of time where there's sun and blue skies. And I just, I love that I don't have to take every possible eventuality with me in my bag. Not that we're leaving the house that much right now, but in general, um, that was something I always found frustrating about the UK was got to have umbrella, sunscreen, hat, you know? No, here it's the same. And I think it means that, um, unlike the UK, the weather isn't really a topic of, of conversation. Um, it's not really one of those small talk things. The small talk item is definitely the traffic. Like, oh, the traffic's so bad. Oh, the traffic was was bad. Oh, wasn't the traffic bad today? Um, and that's quite funny because in the UK, the, the, it's like a cliche, but I think it's true that the, you know, British people always talk about the weather. <laughs> God, we really do. I'm sure that was an opener to other Brits and other people when I was making friends over here would be like the first thing you do is talk about the weather even if it's completely nondescript you can find a way to waffle on about it yeah definitely it's so funny so um, yeah here it's kind of harder to have that as a, a conversation because the weather is pretty I mean obviously it gets hotter in the summer and a little bit cooler in the winter but on the whole it the weather's pretty consistent <laughs> dreamy so in terms of um migration and and movement you obviously moved for your job and and you mentioned that through your father's family you've been to Dubai several times before you moved I was just wondering if you could talk a little bit about what migration or immigration means to you 
Yeah, I think that's um, such an interesting question. Um, I think for me, it definitely meant the freedom to really make massive changes in my life that had I stayed in London, I know that I'm, well, I'm pretty certain that if I was still in London, I would probably still be a lawyer. I'd probably be, you know, struggling through, like not hating it, not loving it, but not really doing um, what I you know, really want to do with my life. I'd probably still be single because I wouldn't have been uh, brave enough to to make any of these changes that I've made. So I think it's really about the freedom to to start over and create kind of your own life. And I also think there's a, quite a nice parallel with my family, because my dad, um, he moved from Iran to London when he was, I think in his late teens, it must've been. Um, so he moved to study at university and while he was studying, he met my mother. And if it hadn't been for, for immigration and for people having that freedom to move, then weirdly, like, I wouldn't be here. Um, so I think it's quite a, a nice parallel that he sort of made his move from the Middle East to the UK. And I did the sort of opposite you know, many years, maybe 40, 40, 35, 40 odd years, years later. And I think um, that freedom to sort of break those those old um, patterns. And I think, you know, so many of the things I've done in Dubai are just things that I just wouldn't, would have been too scared to do in London. So the way that I met one of my closest friends here, we shared a metro ride home from an event and she had to get off at an earlier stop. And I thought, oh no, this is a shame. We'd been chatting, we'd been getting on. And just as the metro doors were closing, we sort of threw our business cards at each other and <laughs> said like, oh, call me, call me, email me, email me. And then I did that. I thought, okay, well, she seemed nice. I'll send her an email. And now we're really good friends. And I think in London, I just wouldn't have had the confidence to do that whereas I think for me moving here just gave me this attitude of well why not like what's you know what's the, the worst that that can happen like she doesn't email me back or she thinks oh that girl that I got that metro ride with oh she was a bit strange um but I think it's made me a lot more um fearless because I think when I first moved here and things were were not going great it just gave me that attitude of okay, if I put myself out there and I, you know, do all of these things and it doesn't work out, then, like, who cares? Like, no one here knows me. Um, whereas I think in London, I just didn't have that sort of fearlessness. I would have been like, oh, no, like, I shouldn't do that. Or, oh, no, what if I do this and it goes, like, terribly wrong? Or So I think, yeah, just having that, um, being sort of pushed out of your comfort zone and doing things that you just wouldn't, have done in your sort of before life I definitely think living abroad does that to you do you see yourself staying in Dubai for a long time um well I think definitely for the rest of this year given given the current um global situation so we're quite lucky that we um my boyfriend and I don't have any plans to to leave imminently I think I do see myself staying here for a few more years, um, partly because this is where I've started my yoga teaching journey. It's where I, you know, have my contacts within the yoga world. It's where I sort of started on, on this path. And also I think you have to, I know a lot of people who 
have left Dubai and they say they get to the point where they just know it's time to to leave either to go back to their home country or to go somewhere else and I think for me I definitely don't feel like I've got everything out of Dubai that that I want to um I think partly because my first couple of years when I was still working as a lawyer were not particularly fun um and also because I feel like I've kind of only just started on this new new path and it would be really nice to feel like I've stayed in Dubai for as long as I want to rather than having sort of circumstances dictate that for me and I also think the time when you're living abroad it it's felt very differently so I've been here for over three years but I still feel very new in some ways I still feel very new to Dubai um there's still a lot that I haven't done that I haven't seen and I think because it took me a good kind of two two and a half years to really feel settled here and to really feel comfortable in terms of you know having friends here knowing my way around like understanding how things work I think it it definitely would make sense to to stay for a few more years just to really make the most of all the kind of learning time and the kind of knowledge that that you build up I completely agree it definitely does take a little a little time to find your feet if people wanted to follow up and and check in on your life and how you're doing in Dubai or maybe take one of your yoga classes where can they find you online so the best place to find me online um, as I think it is for most of us is Instagram so I'm on Instagram as Lillian Zara which is L-I-L-L-I-A-N-Z-A-H-R-A so a slightly um, different spelling for both of those names which sometimes <laughs> confuses people um, and at the moment I'm teaching yoga online because of the current situation so all of the yoga studios and gyms are closed here as they are I think pretty much around the world. Um, So I've been getting very used to the Zoom platform and teaching yoga uh, via Zoom, the the benefit of which is that my yoga students can be anywhere in the world. They don't have to only be in Dubai, they can be anywhere that they have um, an internet connection and anywhere that they want to to practice. So um, in a way that's been really nice, it's made the world feel a lot smaller in some ways to be able to you know teach someone who's in their living room in in London or um who is you know anywhere in the world and, and that's been been really nice so um I also have a blog as well which people can um follow I don't update it sort of super often maybe like once a fortnight these days which um I think most of us bloggers have kind of gone on to a, a slightly less regular posting schedule compared to the sort of good old days of blogging um but the blog is lillianzara.com so I'm also um posting there that's fantastic Lily thank you so much for joining me stay safe in Dubai and I look forward to taking one of your yoga classes soon that would be awesome it was so nice to chat to you thank you so much for having me on your podcast Thanks for listening to Non-Native. If you like what you heard, subscribe and rate us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at ShipshapeBF or over on my blog, shipshapeinbristolfashion.com.